This is Bulls Beat on the Unlimited Unloaded page. So the WNBA draft was Monday night. It's a 36-player draft with three rounds, 12 teams in the league. And we had a good feeling that both Dulcie Fankamengiadu and Elena Chinecki would get drafted, and they both did. But on back-to-back picks made it just an incredible, almost surreal scene at USF where Elena Chinecki, who's from Greece, was with her family back home. Dulcie Fankamengiadu was there with her teammates watching the festivities ongoing. And just as Chinecki was being announced, which was a phenomenal moment, obviously, as the 20th pick overall to the Washington Mystics, Dulcie was going crazy. The entire team was going crazy, again, even though Chinecki wasn't there. And what I loved about the video that the USF Women's Basketball Administration put out on Twitter and Instagram and everywhere else was her reaction. Dulcie was not one of... Oh, man, I thought I was going to go. It was just sheer joy for a teammate. And as the camera was trained on her, you got the reaction of her seeing her name, and it was almost disbelief. Dulcie said, I'm feeling overwhelmed. It hasn't dawned on me yet, but I feel good. All the hard work starts now. Yeah, she's not kidding about that. We have full faith in both Elena Chinecki and Dulcie Fankamengiadu. Move it on to the next level. It'll be Washington for Chinecki and the Seattle Storm for Dulcie. We'll keep an eye on how their seasons progress, how their careers progress down the line. Incidentally, five South Carolina Gamecocks taken and eight more players that the Bulls played against at some point in the last two seasons. That was the total, 13 in all of the 36, I guess 13 of the 34 not named Elena Chinecki and Dulcie Fankamengiata. We've seen a lot of pretty strong opponents over the last several years with Jose Fernandez. This is the first time it's happened as far as two Bulls going in the same draft, much less going back-to-back. There had just been one drafted in the last seven years. That was Kit Locks in 2020. I know that Courtney Williams is having a pretty fine career. She was the previous one to Kit in 2016. And, of course, Kit was picked by the Seattle Storm, but never played for them. However, she is back in the States after a couple years overseas, including in her home country of Lafayette. She is now on the Dallas Wings, who drafted Maddie Seagrass third overall. Yeah, when we played Villanova in Fort Myers, you knew that Maddie Seagrass was going to be a high draft pick. Another person the Bulls went up against last year, Jordan Horston, was another of the Seattle picks, so Dulcie will be a teammate of hers. And Alicia Jenkins was one of the recent signees for the Washington Mystics. Let's hope they both make that roster. Roster, by the way, both of their teams went 22-14 and 14 last year. The WNBA season begins in the middle of May. We are in the middle of April, getting there anyway. Yesterday was my birthday, April 11th. I know what happens in the middle of April. It's usually not that exciting with tax day. But last night was exciting at the baseball stadium as the Bulls win their third game in a row, taking down Bethune-Cookman 13-2. to And if you were paying attention, you got to follow me on Twitter at Derek Sharp, D-A-R-E-K-S-H-A-R-P. The wind was noticeably howling in. It's one of the things we talked about with Billy Mole on the pregame show. So you could not have expected any home runs. Or four. As a matter of fact, the first one took me by surprise, as you can tell here in the bottom of the first inning, even though I should not have been surprised, as it's the team's home run leader and on-fire hitter doing the deal. Had not played the previous weekend, so they actually had their opening day starters go. Boy, after we talked about the wind, what do you know? Daniel Cantu says, hey, man, I can fight through the wind. That is a blast of a solo home run, and it's one nothing. No balls left this yard, at least that I saw in pregame warm-ups, 
and Santos was just laying in low to mid 90s fastballs and Cantu ripped it out of here for his eighth home run. I mean, it was going to take a full out blast to get out of there last night. Usually the wind is blowing out to right, not in from right. And it didn't bother Daniel Cantu. I mean, he hammered that fastball. And yeah, he is, uh, well, he's just getting started in this game, but he has been going on quite the streak. So has Lawson Gailey. This is his fifth straight Tuesday night start, midweek start. Dartmouth was his first one exactly a month ago. It's also, by the way, the exact time that Raphael Betancourt got into the lineup. So a couple of freshmen who have been really getting the job done. And even though Gailey, the freshman from Georgia, had only one win and only one game where he went beyond four innings, that one win and that five-inning affair was against Bethune-Cookman two weeks ago. But in his now five starts, he has allowed either zero, one, or two runs, which is all you can ask for last night. Only went four innings, but, and this was agreed to by both teams, as can be done in the sport of college baseball, where if it's a midweek situation or it's a doubleheader day or an early season game, you don't have to have the full five innings to get the win. And Lawson Gailey definitely gave the Bulls a great start with four innings, only through 40 pitches, just the one strikeout, but no walks. And that was important, especially on a day where you could just lay the ball across and it would get hit to the outfield. He was uh, taking that approach. Drew Brutcher got the scoring extended in the second inning with what looked to me like a double off the bat. More on that in just a little bit, but turned out to be ruled an RBI single, scoring Bobby Bozer, who was hit by a pitch and moved over by a solid sack bunt by Travis Sankovic. The Bulls would grab another run when Marcus Brodell, who was in the ninth spot, sacrificed fly in a full count pitch, scoring Brutcher, and it was 3-0 after two innings of play. Some extra base hit action in the third inning here for you as the Bulls put up a four spot. Two and two again to Cantu. And he strokes that ball to center field. Sean is going to have to go back on it, and it gets over his head. Daniel Cantu putting on a power display tonight. Danny doubles once again. See what he comes up with here to Snow. And that is a fastball, and it's golf to right field. The way the wind's going, if it's fair, it's going to score a run, and it dips in fair ground. And Eric Snow might have a chance at a triple. He had 17 triples in high school a couple of years ago and make it. Oh, they got him. They got him. Bo Durkak is sure that he's got in. It's an RBI either way, and they'll look at it right away. I thought he got in for sure, but Snow, an extra base hit, and the score is 4 to nothing. That is not in doubt. Bobby Bozer gets into that one. Can the win keep it in play? Maybe not, and it's over the wall. Another home run. Wind be darned, or at least be not a factor with the Bulls' power bats tonight. Earlier it's Daniel Cantu, now it's Bobby Bozer. And double B's, fourth home run of the season, makes it five to nothing. Bulls scoring at will here tonight. Takes a change up low and outside for three and one. He might expect something to crush here. We'll see. All out. Oh, man, he did line that ball, but Hall looks at it, and he can't quite corral it. Off his glove, bounds into the right field corner, and that'll go down as another RBI double for Drew Brutcher. As the Bulls continue to tack on, it's 6 to nothing. That would be enough on this night, but the Bulls kept on scoring. In fact, the next inning was the only one where they didn't score, but they resumed in the bottom of the fifth with Drew Brutcher resuming the extra base hits. 
Now he's got two on with two outs here in the bottom of the fifth. Oh, and he lines another one. That is going to be probably two bases once again. One run will score. Brutcher is going to have to speed into second. Another double throw gets away, and a second run will come home. Trotting home is Sankovic. Three for Drew Brutcher, and it's nine to nothing. Oh, man, if he can heat up. Dot, dot, dot. That would be huge for the Bulls to end that sentence. He had not had a multi-extra base hit game all season long. I thought at that time he had three doubles, but it still counts as two doubles and three RBI hits. And don't look now because I'll do the looking for you. He is all of a sudden up there above 300, as is Bobby Bozer at 309. John Montez has actually fallen off of late, but he's still hitting 320. Eric Snow, 339. Daniel Cantu, 331. Rafael Betancourt, 343. Joaquin Monquet, who's starting to get more starts, is fifth in a row last night, 344. And the team batting average is around 280 while the arms are coming through. The defense did not come through in the next inning when BCU got its only two runs. There was a swinging strikeout where Nelson Rivera, who just came in at catcher for Monquet, tried to get the runner leaving second and threw it away. That's how the first run scored. And actually a throwing error at second base on a would-be double play ball is how Bethune-Cookman's second run scored. So neither of the Wildcats' runs scored on an actual hit. While the vast majority of the Bulls' 13 runs did, they had 15 hits in this game. And we'll wrap it up with two more of them that went over the wall on a four-home run night, including a multi-homer game for one Bulls outfielder. And Nelly takes that pitch all the way from... Lip Thrad, who again is a member of their starting rotation, has only appeared out of the pen once. Two and two with a seven and a half ERA, 27 strikeouts, 13 walks. Oh, Rivera cranks it deep to left field against him. It's going near the wall, and it's out of here. A third home run of the game. And for Nelly, that's his first of the season. And it's 11 to two. Just a laid-in fastball that Rivera did not miss. Tailing in a little bit, and it tailed out of here. Three and two pitch, and Bozer drills it to left field. This could be a two-bomb night for Bobby Bozer. It is! Oh, man. As the wind is picking up and blowing in, you wouldn't know it. He laid into that baby. Bozer with his second two-homer game of the year. And it's 13-2. Oh, man. It was a 3-2 fastball. And off the bat, I'm like, okay, the wind can't possibly be that strong <laughs> to keep that one out of the park. And it wasn't. I know I said we'd finish up with the home runs, but i got to throw a single in there. I think you'll understand when I play the clip. Delivery upcoming from the show. Change up, and it's going to go to the right side. Second baseman watches it go by. A four-hit day for Daniel Cantu. And it's runners on the corners. What a start for Cantu in this game. We're only in the sixth inning. And I think that's going to be it for him. He will get lifted for a pinch runner. So Danny Cantu has a big smile as he comes off the diamond. And did it every which way. His hits got progressively weaker as the day as the day went along, but they were all so impressive. That was the beautiful portion of the game where you're able to pull out your hottest hitter in the middle of an inning, knowing that you were going to win and really knowing that you didn't want to show up the opponent. 
Bethune-Cookman again had its Saturday and Sunday starters pitch the first and second innings because they didn't get to pitch last weekend because of rain in Huntsville, Alabama. Bethune-Cookman is still three games above 500 and doing well in conference play, and we wish them well as they move along. But that Rivera home run would have been the feel-good moment at the bottom of the seventh alone because, again, into the wind, even though it had started to die down a little bit, was his first of the year. Well, in that inning, Marcus Brodell, who's been hitting below 200, got his first hit of the game, followed by Matt Rose, the kid from Clearwater, and Pablo Ruiz, both getting their third hits of the year. They had entered as pinch runners two innings prior. Ruiz was two for 27 before he blooped one that got dropped in the infield or misplayed. And if you listen back to the broadcast, I would say just check out the bottom of the seventh. There might have been a little bit of a soccer play acting by the infielder who was kind of embarrassed. But either way, it counts as a third hit for Ruiz. So it was a definite feel-good night all the way around for the Bulls. 13-2. to two. Again, 15 hits on the night with four from Cantu, three from Brutcher, along with three RBI. Lawson Gailey goes to 2-0. and oh. And I want to mention the last three pitchers as Tanner Mink, hitless inning, 1K, Chandler Dorsey, fireballing in some stuff with the hitless eighth inning and two strikeouts. And how about Caleb Punsack striking out the side to end it all? Bulls go to Houston from here. That's a huge series. We'll preview that for you on Friday's show. This is Bulls Beat on the Unlimited Unloaded page.